What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Couple on Fire podcast. That's right. We're back and we're live. Today, we're actually going to talk about what is your word for 2024. And that's coming up right now. Thank you so much for joining us on the Couple on Fire podcast. This podcast is for couples, for marriages, and for families within the Christian community. We exist to help break the stigma that happens within the Christian community. We're talking about divorce, we're talking about addiction, and we're talking about so much more. We believe that all this is possible in this life strictly based on the power of Jesus Christ and his ability to restore us fully. Let's dive in. What is up? What is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome to today's show. Christy forgot her book and she just ran real fast. I know What's I, the point of me running super fast and coming back like nothing happened if you're just going to tell everybody? So I can tell everybody. Oh my God. That's so fun. To tell. She's like, you <sighs> took off out the door. But she got a book. I'm not doing we're gonna it talk again. About I'm not doing it again. She's just going to tell everybody. I won't. She'll do it again. She'll forget and then she'll want to remember. And then That's she remembers true. the very last second. That's usually true, how it goes. So. Welcome to the show. Maybe you don't remember who we are. My name is Josh. I'm here with my beautiful, gorgeous, wonderful, highly intelligent, wonderfully motivated wife, Miss Christy. How are you? Good. We're both wearing green. We are. We're on team green today. It's like St. Patty's Day. It's good. But it's not, though. It's actually January 2nd, 2024. Mm -hmm. So anything new? Anything you want to share with everybody? I know we've had some time off because we have a lot of things going on this last month. So we've had some replays, but we're back live today. There's a lot actually that's happened for so many of you probably know because I think we talked about it on the last time we were live that Stella. <laughs> Speaking of, there she's barking. <laughs> I can't hear her though. Stella like had to have emergency back surgery. So that's been interesting with her. She yeah. can walk and go to the bathroom on her own. We had for the first time ever spent New Year's Eve by ourselves. So we've never been by ourselves. It's awesome. In so it was kind of, it's bittersweet is what it is. Mostly sweet. And, and Christmas was a little different this year. We had to do things a little bit different since we're, you know, on the cusp of like still having some kids at home, but they're grown and some kids moved out. So like empty nesters, not empty nesters yeah. type of thing. So a lot of emotions. There's a lot of seasons of change coming. Yeah. And Which, we're not completely in one season yet. Okay. So it's like. We're in between seasons. We're, yeah. Yeah. We're in, we're it's on like like living in the Michigan. blur. We're in the blur. <laughs> we're in the blur. All right. So there you go. Uh, we pray that you guys had a good holiday season. We pray that Christmas was wonderful. Uh, we pray that your new year is beginning off well. So something that Christy and I have done the last few years that uh, something I really enjoy to do. I think Christy enjoys it too, but we always try to pick a word or, you know, a set of words, something that's going to be something that we can, you know, focus on for this calendar year. Now, we always talk about, like, you can start over anytime you want. You can pick any day. It doesn't have to be January 1 of a, of a year. Like, you can choose any time. But it seems always appropriate instead of doing, uh, oh, what do they call them at the beginning of the year that you always choose to do, like, a resolution, New Year's yeah, resolution. New yeah. Yeah. I don't really like those. Uh, this is something that we'd choose a word to focus on. And we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that. So do you have anything you want to say about that? Before this we is in? fun. It is fun. I am excited to talk about this. Yeah, it is fun. It is fun. So we have a couple things, right? So the it's titled, what is your word for 2024? Like, what is your word? What is it that you're going to want to focus on for this coming year? And we have three different things really quickly we want to kind of talk about. Well, but and if people think about it too, like the, if your New Year's resolution was to lose weight, 
that's health. Like your word could be health. And then you focus on Mm -hmm. everything encompassing on getting healthier, which isn't just about physical, your body. It's about, it encompasses so many other things. And so like, if you think about it, a lot of new year's resolutions can be boiled down into a word for you to focus on for the year. That's true. So what is your word for this year? Share your word. So my word, can I tell a story behind it first? I want you to do whatever you want to do. <laughs> I love that about you. <laughs> no. Uh, so what's interesting about me, if you know me personally, is I have a really hard time with letting myself just relax and not be beating myself up about stuff. So every year, and I said this the last couple of years, I'm like, all these people are, a lot of people that I see choose sissy words, like peace and love and all these things. Why don't they choose something that's hard? Like, you know, sacrifice or obedience, which have been my last, my words for the last two years, right? Like something that you'd like, you need to pull up your bootstraps and do some hard work. And uh, this year, my word is serenity because I understand now why some people choose the sissy words because it's making me focus on balance, right? And maybe that could have been my word too. Maybe it'll be my word next year. But uh, balance between, you know, rest, letting myself be restful and also accepting things because I'm very controlling and I have a lot of expectations on situations and what the outcomes are supposed to be. And so the definition of pause, okay. Before I, you read your definition, that's word. I, before you read your word, okay. the funny thing is, is though, I just want to point out real quick. She mentions that like serenity is like a sissy word, but I guarantee this will be the hardest thing you've ever done. Yeah. So that is the whole point is I think a lot of, it's not a sissy word. No. And I think a lot of people choose stuff that they already actually words. I was like, I chose words that I really am pretty good at already. Uh, Obedience and Mm. sacrifice. I'm, I'm really pretty good at those things. It's just, I'm always telling myself I'm not doing them enough, but I really sat down and was praying this year. Like um, I was going to use the word discipline and that was going to be my word. And I was sitting there praying and like looking up things about discipline and all this stuff. And I felt like I felt the Holy spirit be like, you don't need discipline. You're super disciplined. Like you don't need discipline, girlfriend. (laughs) Like you need to focus on something that you actually need to work on. Right. So good. And so I really started looking up like, okay, like what are other words or similar words for, calm or peace or things like that, because I really want an all encompassing word. Yeah. And serenity means the state of being calm, peaceful, and untroubled. Mm. And I think that's so perfect. That's the Holy Spirit for sure. It's so perfect because untroubled means to me, like, don't get worked up when things don't go your way or the outcome isn't what peaceful obviously is just being centered and having a lot of peace and calm is remaining calm in situations. So each of those means so many different things to me. I just think it's the most perfect world. I I might get it tattooed on me. Yeah. I love it that much. Yeah. Yeah. I just love it that much. It is. It is powerful. Serenity is something that is super hard. I think for everybody to some degree, that's why we always say lean on the Holy spirit. Yeah. Because the Holy spirit is who brings us serenity or serene. And he's the one that gave me the word. He did. Mine's a little bit different. So mine is something, so the last, probably the end of last year, 
you know, last month, if you will, uh, you know, something I've really was struggling with or two days ago or even two days ago, but, uh, something I've really been struggling with. And I feel like the Holy Spirit's really led me to is my phrase for this year. My two words for this year is level up. And I feel like I've been in a season of the same for a while. And, uh, that's, that can be a good thing and a bad thing all at the same time. We can get comfortable and good when God's really calling us to be better than that, right? He's always calling us to strive for something more, to be more Christ-like, to be more holy like him. And that means that it doesn't mean that we have to hate where we are to want to level, to to get to the next level. God's always calling us to something greater. And I, I feel like I've been in a season of just sitting in the same good for a long time. And it's time for me to push that to the next level, which is I want to level up. And so I, I'm a guy, so, you know, I or raise the bar, right. Or raise the bar. Right. But you know, it's, I'm a guy. So, you know, I look at things as like video games, right. So I'm like level up, you know, am I willing to level myself up? You know, do I want to go from the small Mario to the big Mario from the big Mario to the one that shoots these green things out of his nostril fireballs? You know, do I want to be, you know, do I want to level myself up? And then get a Yoshi. And then get, right. And then get a Yoshi, right. And all these different things, depending on what version you play. (laughs) But you know, so, you know, level up is something that really speaks to me, you know, because that tells me I'm asking more of myself to be more for what Christ is calling me to be, because I know I can be more and do more, but I haven't been doing that. And that means I really need to level up. So that's something that's really important to me. And it's so true. Like, it's so funny because marriage in marriage, God has called the man to set the tone or set the pace of the relationship. And as much as I don't want to admit that that's true, because I want to be like, no, like I can set the tone, set the pace. It's guys, men, our husbands aren't created in their core, in their tickings to allow us to set the tone, to be honest, you know? And since he's even in the last like week or two, really been hardcore focusing on leveling leveling himself up. It's so funny because I'm just like drawn to him like gravity, you know, following him and following his lead and things like that. And his, you know, a lot of you hear people in your, your, when your man is in this masculine energy, you know, like we automatically will fall and operate into our feminine energy Mm. and all of the things. And it's been so true because it's like, we haven't been bad at no, all. No. But since you've been like, got this like raw, like yeah. leveling up thing about you, yeah. it's like, I'm just hanging on to your coattails and letting you pull me along. And it's yeah. great. Yeah. It's like you said, we're, we're falling into our roles, what yeah. God's designed us to be. Yeah. And when we feel called to that, you know, it's nice knowing that you have a spouse that's recognizing it, giving us support in it. And it's like with Christy and her serenity, I know that's a thing that she struggles with because she named it right in the beginning. She said she called it a sissy word. Christy's big fear is being weak, right? And yeah. so she fears or lazy. That, or lazy, right? And so she is absolutely zero of any of those things. But it doesn't mean that she doesn't struggle internally knowing that because you can find serenity doesn't mean that you're weak. That's actually a huge strength. So I'm really excited for these words for this year for us. Me too. Like I think these are super powerful things. Mm-hmm. But they're just words if we're not willing to do something about it. And so we have three things we really want to kind yeah. of share about your word and like how you can actually implement this word into actually having a true result by the end of the year. Okay. So the very first thing we want to start with is there is power of a personal word. You know, Christian and I shared a little bit about a personal thing, what it is to us. Mm-hmm. You mentioned something earlier that really speaks to this point. You mentioned something like, 
you feel like something is either a sissy word or a strong word. But this word actually is something that's personal to you. Yes. There's a lot of power in that. Because yeah. if it speaks, the Holy Spirit speaking to us through something, we're not worrying about the meaning of what it means by the world right. or to others. Right. And this was the first year, I think, that I really, I really feel like the word is personal like between god and i like last year it was obedience or sacrifice and the year before that it was obedience and those are things like obedience i was craving like i really was like okay i want to be obedient in every facet of our lives and i want to make sure that i'm taking everything to god and praying about everything but that was something that i really was already doing and i didn't really need to work hard i mean we all have areas of opportunity to pick but this serenity is not me like in any facet it's not something i'm even remotely good at at all and so i feel like this is going to be a huge um any progress i make is going to be a win mm. and it's like anytime things aren't the outcome isn't falling for what the plan is that i had in my head me teaching me to have more acceptance and be untroubled because God already knew it was going to be there and I don't need to worry about it. I, when I'm praying about things, I had an epiphany a couple days ago when I was praying to him saying all of a sudden, like I am praying about these things, letting you know what it's on my heart, but I don't have to worry about any of it. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm talking to you about it. But that, but I'm giving it to you, and all I need to do is learn your word and become more Christ-like. Mm -hmm. I don't need to worry or fret or try to manipulate the situation to make sure the outcome comes to be the right outcome, you know, things like that. So this word is very, I don't know, I can just personal. like feel it in my soul. Yeah. There's a lot of value in personal though, because I think what happens if we get a word and we try to think this word means a thousand different things to us. And now we are trying to spread ourselves so thin to try and accomplish something yeah. that we can't accomplish it. But when we think of a word that's very personal to us, now it's hyper-focused. Like, you know, we're, we're going to get into more points that we have, but when we hyper-focus something, now it becomes something that actually is achievable. Into the micro. Into the micro, not, not the macro. Not the macro. Yeah, not the macro. So make sure that your word is personal to you, not personal to other people, not something that someone else has chosen or means something to other people. We don't talk about it. We do not talk about it. Before we tell each other. We do not. No, this is my word. This is what it means to mm -hmm. me. And I'm not asking Christy. I can think Christy, of other words to tell him. That's exactly right. I don't ask Christy like, hey, what do you think about this word for me for yeah. this year? Like, that's not personal. Okay, I don't, I don't. I need to do what I feel like God's telling me to do and you the same. Yeah. I told him my word was discipline. I told him what it was when we were talking about mm -hmm. it. And he was like, oh, that's a good word. And then he went and left, got in the shower and I'm like praying and like looking up things about, he had told me what his phrase was and he's kind of go against the green person. I mean, a couple of years ago, his was bold action. So it's not just word, it's word. Uh. It's word slash S. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's Josh. That and so when I was, that's when I, I felt the Holy Spirit. So we don't talk about it beforehand. It is a very personal thing. So you should pray about it. and um, Yeah, don't just fire off and do it. Like yeah. Make sure it's personal. Let me put that up there. Carrie said something. Why don't you read it for everybody? Last year, I heard God say to me in my spirit that I, that I had spent a lot of time surviving in my past and it was time to thrive. And boy, did he challenge me this year. I feel like he is challenging me to work on forgiveness, mm. which is good. Forgiveness is tough. Forgiveness is hard and it's personal. It sounds like it's really personal mm -hmm. to carry. You know, it's, 
And that's what it has to be. If it's not personal, it's not something that we're willing to encompass, then we're not willing to have blood, sweat, and tears over it. And then we have this high level of expectation of like, I did all this work to come up with this word, and then I fell super short of it. And we don't... We, uh, we all work hard all the time at things. I think that's a big misconception. Like we don't try hard. I think everybody tries hard to a certain degree. Like we really do try hard. We try hard at what we want to try hard on. Well, we do. But even then, if we're not focused, if it's not truly personal to our heart, what God's connecting with us, we're going to come up short on that. And then we feel like a failure and nobody wants to. Why do you think the gyms are empty you know, 60 days after the first of the year, you know, come February, they're empty. You know, it's like we all have these great promises because we want to have the six pack abs or, you know, or whatever it is that you're looking for, you know, from the gym. And then it doesn't happen. Gyms need it's to learn. Personal. Gyms need to learn, um, like celebrate recovery, uh, relapse is part of the progression. <laughs> okay. So if it's June and you haven't been there since February, you can still go to the gym. It's okay. Please you don't get have back to on wait. the bike. You don't have to wait till January. But we all, I need lessons in that. I think we're, that's the idea though. Yeah. That's the idea. Okay. Number two is you need to create an actionable plan, a real actionable plan. Yeah. So with actionable plans, well, I mean, what's the, the world renowned universal thing that has been around tried and true for setting goals? It's the SMART goals. What's it mean? What's it stand for? Measurable. That's the one that I can remember. Or right here. I have them written down. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. Like you have a end time of achievement in mind. Yeah. I posted a quote today by Brian Tracy. It says that uh, a goal without a plan is just a dream. And I think a lot of times what we do is we all have dreams of the future of the result that we're wanting. We just never set ourselves up to truly achieve it. We don't, we are so bad at it. We're so bad at it financially. We're so bad at it spiritually. We're bad at it physically, emotionally, mentally. Like we're really bad at doing that. We have these grandiose ideas, right? Christy and I were just talking about doing a vision board party again, you know? And it's like, these are great ideas, but where are actionable steps? Where are, how are we smart going our way to the end? How do we expect to achieve these words that we have that are laid on our heart that are personal to us at the end of the year? How do we plan on doing that? Well, it's just a dream if we don't actually plan on doing it. We have to have actionable plans. Yeah, I think this is really good because it is a step. I mean, I don't want to jump into the third step because this is part of my third step, but I jumped over <coughs> the second step right here, which is the um, SMART goals. And I think it's important, like, finding. I'm going to use finances for an example. Like, if you have a lot of debt, instead of just willy-nilly saying... Well, okay, well, I'm going to take this. I'm going to pay an extra $20 a month on this until it's paid off. And then I'm going to pay a $20 a month on, you know, take that $20 and put it towards this until that one's paid off. Actually, like, plan it all out and see, like, what is the balances on each of the things that I want to pay off? What's the timeline if I pay X amount of dollars on it until I get it paid off? How, when will I achieve that by doing that? So you can actually see and measure your goal mm -hmm. and know like by this time, I'm going to have it paid off, you know, in February of 2025, I'm going to be debt free yeah. type of thing. People just say, I'm just going to, you know, even starting is good. Like I'll pay a little bit extra here, a little bit extra there, but that's not a plan. That's not an actual like specific measurable you know, relevant 
time bound goal. I think that's the problem though, is people are like, that's good because I've started. Yeah. And that's not good. Yeah. Because isn't. you get on the cycle of starting and not finishing or not following through. Yeah. It's or no it's different like, than the gym. It's like I put my shoes on, I went to the gym, I signed up. Yeah, that's great. But did you do it for 12 full months? Did you stick it through? No, I didn't. Stop patting yourselves on the back for just starting then. Right. You know, like create a plan because maybe that $20, you really could stretch to 40 if you really saw the plan. Yes. You know, you'd be surprised yeah. like what we're willing to commit to. Because it might cut off six months. It may. If you did that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you may be willing to do more. And that's why like having a plan is, is you know, we're, what do they say? You plan to fail, fail to plan. You know, and I think it's important that we understand that if it's, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah, and if you're, and it's important to understand that if we're not willing to take that into account, then don't bother creating a word in the beginning of the season or the beginning of the year, because your expectation at the end of the year, you're not going to even want to think about it because you're going to be like, I've done nothing this year about it. I know I last year did a couple things about my word, and that's it, and that's to me is not a win. Why? What was your word last year? Mine. See, I don't even remember now. Oh, okay. The year before, I remember. Yeah, it was bold action. It was bold action. Yeah, so there And you, you talked about it all the time. That's why I remember what it is. Yeah, I talked about it all the time because I did a couple big things mm -hmm. that were- B-hags. Yeah, big, hairy, audacious goals. That's so right. make sure you're creating a plan, right? So if, you're out, if you don't have an actual plan, don't even bother with the word. There's no point in it. All right, so the third point. Third point, execution and accountability. <laughs> right? I love you so much. <laughs> You're my favorite. You're mine. <laughs> so discuss strategies, stay committed to your goals. Well, one of the things, see, I skip, I got to create my smart goals for before I really dive into this, but I skipped ahead to number three, which is not surprising when it comes to me because I didn't even think about that, but I bought this. You have to lean it forward a little because of the lights. There we go. What does it say? It says Oprah, the life you want. Yep. The life you want. Yep. Yeah. So this is. Oprah is the life you want planner. And I'm not, con I don't endorsing this. I don't get any kickbacks or money or anything. If you purchase this, I don't care if you do or you don't. Right. But you did. I just like this one because she has you create a vision statement in it. She has you a little spot for a vision board. Did you get this here. on Amazon. Yeah. 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 And it's not that expensive. There's 12 months. You can start anytime because they're not dated. You fill them in yourself. Right. So you, that's what makes this so good. And you fill in all 12 months and there's a little note section on the side, all these things. And then there is integrity. There's a page with integrity with four different slots. Yeah, it on says it. focus one on there. Yep. Which is asking you specific questions about integrity. And then it starts week one, my intention. And it gives you um, living in alignment with the truth, speaking the truth. Ask yourself, am I willing to say what I'm thinking? Why or why not? And then it's the week. Monday through Sunday. And then it has, you have a list over here. You become what you believe a little quote mm. weekly reflection. So it asks you prompts. When was I my true self? What do I want to improve? Things like that. And then it just goes into week two, my intention, same thing. And it goes all the way through 52 weeks. But when the colors change, is that a season? No, it goes through all 52 weeks. No, I know. But different colors or is it like different weeks? I don't know. I haven't yeah, gotten that far yet. Like. Okay. Yeah. So these, this first few weeks was meant to focus on integrity. Then it goes into vulnerability. That's focus two for the year. And then it asks you questions about that. And then it goes in, it starts out like week five. So every month it's one. It says being fully present. 
Okay, so it like spells that. out things for you to focus on. Mm-hmm. I got you. Um, but it's all 52 weeks are in here. So for the whole year, so you can do whatever you want right yeah. here. Weekly reflection, week 52. Got it. And then it says fulfilling your purpose. What do I believe is possible in my life? Things like that. Purpose board. So there's a purpose board and a vision board area. Mm-hmm. And then notes and cool. it's really cool i think so it'll awesome. help to me it will help with execution and accountability it's perfect oprah's the life you want planner is what it's called she yeah. got it on i should create Amazon. one for myself and sell it <laughs> should so that leads us really when we talk about execution and accountability is execution so you know if we're talking about creating an actual plan how are you going to execute that right and we got to look at goal setting just in general literally you could just google how to set goals yeah you can it's really simple you want to start big right so start with your end goal in mind and work your way back right so starts from 12 months down to quarterly down to monthly down to weekly down to day right and then each one's going to compile on top of each other to reach you to your end goal and so for me my goal is i want to be able to break my my word down and then figure out okay what does that mean for me to achieve that and then i want to work my way backwards from that Okay, what are the things that I have to do that's going to want me to feel like I've actually achieved leveling up at the end of the year? You know, and I have categories that I have in my mind that I want to fall into. And then I want to break those categories down and say each day I want to do this to achieve this by the end of the week, by the end of the month, by the end of the quarter, and then by the end of the year. And then write that down and then find somebody to be accountable to with it. Your spouse is a great person to do that with. You should, because now you're sharing your end goal your word with your spouse in an intimate way. Well, and we've talked about before, like sitting down with your spouse every Sunday or Monday, whenever your week starts Saturday and talking about your week and Mm -hmm. your plans and your schedules and what you have going on, especially in blended families, you know, with child pickup and all this stuff and other parents, this could be a part of that. Like your yearly goals, you could talk about that as part of your weekly scheduling and talk through about you guys' dreams and visions and what you've done to achieve it and how you're, you know, staying together. It keeps that closeness. It does. And it keeps you accountable though. Ultimately, that's the goal, right? We want to make sure that we're staying on track to achieve what we're asking ourselves. We don't want it to be another wasted year. God gives us today. And that's the only thing we're promised is today. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do with it? You know, if we plan for tomorrow, we have a better chance of tomorrow being different than today. And that's all we all we want. I mean, I know that's all I want. I want to be a better version of me for you, for our children, for our church, for God. You know, like that's what I want. And so uh, if I just sit and I hope and I hope and I hope, which is what I've been doing for a while now, the result comes up lackluster and I feel worse about myself and I feel like a failure in ways. And that is not healthy for moving to the next level in any facet. To, to growing. And so our goal to have a healthy marriage, we need to become healthy individuals. And how are we doing that? If we're not working on ourselves, achieving something, we're not going to be able to be the partner our, our spouse can rely on, trust in, and desire. And I want to make sure that I'm doing that personally. And I know that Christy does too. Yeah. And the thing about it is a lot of people that don't make plans, especially in the Christian community, you know, the Bible says that, um, why do you make plans when you don't even know what tomorrow holds? I, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember exactly what the verse says. You know, that men waste all this time planning, 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 and the future is God's. That is, you need to know the whole context around that. Like, you can't leave God out of your out of your plans and be disobedient and just be making and chasing after money and making these plans, chasing after all these run things. One that's not 
directing you towards Jesus. Mm. God still expects you to grow and to become better. You know, our pastor of our church says, you know, we love you enough to accept you how you are when you come to the church, but we love you enough to not want you to stay where you are. God loves you enough to accept you where you are, but God does not want to leave you where you are. God wants you to grow. So he does expect us to put the work in but he expects to be at the center of these goals. Mm. So when we're doing our goals and don't get so sidetracked with your word and your goal that you forget to include God in it because he will laugh. That's when he, God is going to be laughing like, Oh my sweet dear child, like you're so off the beaten path. You're not even close to the direction I have for your life. So when you're doing all of these things, that's why it's so important for the word to be personal yeah. between you and the Holy Spirit, because God's going to be directing you with the direction that you need to go. And then planning those things out is important for you to achieve those because mm -hmm. God isn't going to plan it for you. Mm -hmm. God's not chat GPT. He's not going <laughs> to just spit out the plan for you and lay it all out. Like he wants you to make a plan, stick to it, and have an accountability partner. That's the whole reason why we like to go to church on Sundays, right? God has directed us to to not give up meeting together because we need that accountability. We need that community. God knows best. So that's why you should have an accountability partner to be able to meet with and tell each other where you're at. That's right. What's your word? You know, share your word with us. You know, what is it? Because there's a lot of encouragement when it comes to this, you know, sharing your word. What is your word and why is that your word? I think yeah. there's a lot of power in that, you know, and if you're comfortable and uh, you want to join, we have a Facebook group, a private marriage Facebook group for Christian families. And so if you're interested in joining that, you're welcome to join it. And, uh, you know, we, we have privacy in there, but you can share. I went through and I shared a bunch of stuff for me personal. Christy's going to go in there and share a bunch of stuff personal about hers. And it's a good way to hold each other accountable, you know, all of us accountable on the things that we want and desire for God to change inside of us. Because, uh, you know, I want to make sure that I'm impacting God's kingdom and God's people. And the only way to do that is for me to be changed. And the same thing for Christy. We want to let that light shine. Then we have to be willing to stretch ourselves for Christ. And we don't always know what that looks like. This little light of mine. I'm not singing that. I'm going to let sing. it shine. <laughs> That's right. Big light. <sighs> bright light. Okay. Anything else before we close? We do have a couple um, t-shirts left, perfectly blended t-shirts. There was some of you that had requested if you could purchase some. We do have a couple left that you can purchase and we can mail. And we also have our couples journal on Amazon. Mm -hmm. This would be a good time for you guys to start the year out by going through the journal together and uh, reminding one another like what you did it for. You guys can have your own little planning session with that little guided planner session yeah yeah all right want to thank you guys so much for being here we pray that uh you know you found some value in this if you did please hit the like subscribe or share button whatever platform that you're on we would really appreciate that if you hadn't had a chance yet you can go over to itunes for apple podcasts and give us a rating we could always appreciate that if not we will see you next week next tuesday 7 p.m eastern standard time Bye.